This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to Space Waffles. I'm Arzu. And I'm Candice. And today you might notice it is not an episode of the Book of Bonnick, our Book of Boba Fett recap show. Um, just as a reminder, we are going forward going to be talking about them two episodes at a time. So our coverage of episode two and three is going to be out next week. But we still hope you'll stick around because we're talking about something that the two of us are quite passionate about. And that is theme parks, immersive experiences, specifically as they pertain to Star Wars. This was prompted by Candice um, showing us the schedule the itinerary i guess for the halcyon cruiser so the star wars hotel which is billed as a three-day immersive star wars experience oh but i'm noticing now it's saying two nights interesting okay yeah because before it did say three days right right which is like cool three whole days in a star wars hotel but then we looked at the itinerary and realized that it's it's more like a day and a half all waking hours (laughs) yeah so, like, I'm looking at it now, and day one, just as for those who haven't seen it, though I will link to it in the show notes if you are curious. So, the first day, you really don't get there till 1 p.m., and the last day, you're out by 10 a.m. And the third ha- day. On the third day. Yeah. And so halfway clear. through, um, you're you one spend, full day of being there. Yeah. Even then, you spend, like, half your day at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Which I guess is cool in the respect that I think they let you cut the line for Rise of the Resistance, which I still haven't done. (laughs) So I'm a little sad about that. So the idea of getting to cut the line is great to me. But I don't know. I feel like I've never been on a cruise, but I feel like I'm the person who when you make like port calls that I wouldn't get off the boat because I would want to see the boat as much as I could. But maybe Well, it matters what port you're going to if you're going to like one of those that are like an exclusive island. That yeah, you like won't be away to... key or whatever Disney yeah, has. Like, like that I would Disney. do. Yeah. But but um as a former pass holder, I'm just shooting <laughs> my I'm not to humble brag. I'm humbly humble brag away. Um I made a promise to myself as a child as someone who lives in Florida, once I could afford it, I could go to Disney anytime I wanted. So I I treated myself. It was like my one splurge other than getting a dog. Big Listen, I did Disney the same pass holder. When I yeah. lived near Disneyland Paris, I bought a pass. It's magical. Okay. Yeah. We we're adults. We love Disney. We're childless millennials. We have no shame with this. We are ruining the days the of children everywhere. I am taking that pretzel from that child. <laughs> right out of their hands. <laughs> right out of their hands. Suck it. Okay. <laughs> so as a past former pass holder who has gone on Smuggler's run like a dozen times. And yes, I've gotten like two canisters before i'm very good at it and again bragging (laughs) the heck out of it i would be like can i skip the galaxy's edge portion of the day and just stay in this hotel because honestly like it's something like if i'm gonna spend like six grand on something i don't want it to be something that i've done a billion times over and also it's it's fairly regimented like i know this is a sample itinerary and it's not that everybody has to do this But it seems very like, you know, you go here and then here and then here and then here. And I'm just trying to imagine being like, I don't know if anybody's ever done those really big tour groups, like when you're visiting a new city. Like a charter group. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just kind of being shuttled around like, 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 okay, when I went to Italy pre-COVID, 
we went to Rome, went to the Sistine Chapel. And like, this is the Sistine Chapel. It's supposed to be a big deal. But by this point, we were one of like a hundred tour groups being shuffled through the Vatican. So by the time we got there, I just wanted to leave. No, I remember like, like when I was 12, I was visiting my cousins and they're like, let's play tourists in New York City. And we got like the bus pass and everything like that. But like, even though we had it for like a few days, they were like, this is terrible. You aren't getting the full New York experience. And I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, give me the full New York experience. And we're just like walking instead of we like screw the bus, the tourist thing. It just, it's like the not- tour buses are good for like small cities. It's easy to get around, right? And you can just use it to get to highlights. But for something like New York, I totally get it. You would want the full thing. And I also feel like, I don't know, the sample itinerary doesn't lend itself to an organic experience. But maybe you can, maybe you can tailor it. I don't know. The thing is, you're also going to like docking Bay 7 or the restaurant, the quick service thing. Mm -hmm. Which again, I've eaten there a number of times. I highly recommend the Yub Nub plate <laughs> but i've had the like, garden spread i recommend the garden spread the I garden dream. spread is actually my favorite i dream about those kefta balls like oh my god i've tried other kefta balls but nothing can compare well, what does these don't meat do in them? them no no they're they're yeah they're vegetarian kefta yeah balls. but they're, they're they're just the right amount of spicy with that hummus oh my god Mwah. chef's kisses. and i should point out we will do an episode on food down the line and i can properly vent about this but i should point out that the Galaxy's Edge cookbook does not have a recipe for these gift balls. They give you like something else. It's like they put some kind patties. of magic in it. I yeah, don't know they what. They don't want you to know. Yeah. It's so freaking good. Yeah. No, I dream of that. That and going to the Pandora quick service. Those two are my two favorite quick services because they have this crispy tofu. Mm. I'm excited. I'm going. I'm when supposed I come to, to Florida, go. Florida. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're just going to be eating everything. <laughs> But yeah, like, because I've gone a number of times and I've gone with both my family and my friends mm-hmm. and we'll just get whatever. So we've tried everything, you know? So like, yeah, we've experienced it. I don't want to spend time at Docking Bay 7 if I'm not like just going there on a casual day. Yeah, I get it. I feel like the reason they send everybody out is to like reset the ship what and I'm, give the crew downtime. But But I'm also wondering, or is it... They're staggering people and then doing some different stuff with them in the morning and then the evening, other stuff. Oh, that could be that like they have one group that goes to Galaxy's Edge in the morning and then mm-hmm. then they cycle them out. Because, yeah, because yeah. how many people does this hotel accommodate? I would just like to disclaimer, if anybody at Disney is listening, we still want to go. If I'm, you want. If I'm you literally want an hour it. away. I will take all the photos and I will talk nonstop about it if you need. We will change our tune so fast. So fast. Change our minds. Change our minds. Okay. It doesn't say on the website how many people are accommodated, but I, I can't imagine it's like a small group. So they're definitely, you know, sending you out in waves. There's got to be a few hundred. Yeah, at least, I would think. And, oh, there's only a hundred total cabin and suites. Okay. So let's be. Let's say three people a cabin. That's yeah, about so 300. People. Okay. So, so that's not too bad. But still, yeah. like, I imagine they would. They would cycle it out. Yeah. But one thing I do unabashedly, unironically love about the concept of the Halcyon is that guests of all ages are encouraged to like dress up and fully immerse themselves. Because for those of you who aren't familiar, um, if it's not Halloween, adults cannot dress up at Disney parks. And I understand why that is. It's 
a security issue. It's it breaks the illusion because you can't tell your kid that Ray's over there if four other women are dressed like Ray and running around. Like I totally get that. That's why Disney bounding was created. That's why Disney bounding was created. And I love the idea that it's like galaxy bounding. Like you're not going in dressed like Princess Leia, but you are wearing these sort of vaguely galaxy far, far away duds and that they are selling them on board. If you didn't bring any, if you're not like us and you have your, your Batu bounds all ready to go. I Um, have my resistance jacket Mm -hmm. that and a first order person made fun of me on. When I went on um, Rise of the Resistance, because they're like, hey, you're supposed to be undercover. You should just wear the logo. And I was like, yeah, you got me. But Vi Marati also just wears the logo on her jacket. And if it's good enough for Vi Marati, it's good enough. I've talked to Vi. Vi is shocked that I know who she is. Because <laughs> she's Vi. a spy. You're not supposed to know who Vi Marati is. Nobody knows who she is. I heard like some person go like, is she a tourist? <laughs> Meanwhile, I was standing like, oh my god, it's Vimerati! <laughs> Me too, like... So speaking of Vimerati, um, the other sort of big immersive Star Wars experience, as we have mentioned several times already, is Galaxy's Edge. And I really like the concept of Galaxy's Edge being set at a very specific point in the story, and the idea that everything you see within Galaxy's Edge is supposed to exist, like, on Batuu. So... If you see something in one of the shops or whatever, like you can't also buy it at the Star Wars store in Tomorrowland. In theory. Yeah, you're supposed to. That has changed since. Yeah, it was supposed to be just um, like if you were citizens of Batuu, you wouldn't feel like this is out of place. Yeah. So like the Toydarian Toymakers doesn't have Black Series figures, but they do have like plush that look hand sewn. And like, you know, you can buy monkey lizards and you can get a loft cat loaf cats and you can get accessories that sort of that sort of fit in and like doc ondars has both imperial stuff or i guess first order stuff oh no doc ondars gets away with it because that's a den of antiquities so it can be from earlier points in canon he has and it makes um, sense because it's an antique shop like yeah he has harrison doula's um calicory calicory um he has both jedi and sith holocrons he has padme's necklace yes he has costumes which kind of makes sense too. Like maybe he stole that from Princess Leia. We don't know. Well, there's the there's the tailors as well, just around the corner that sells that sells all the ropes and the costumes and stuff. And like, I'm yeah, looking. like 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 can't say like there are some stalls that will double up on what mm-hmm. they sell. Oh yeah, yeah. If it's relevant, but even then, it's all within Galaxy's Edge, and I think that's really cool. But we run into that problem of this is a Disney park; you can't dress up unless it's like a Batu bound. Which I have so, done multiple times. Look at my profile picture on my Twitter right now. <laughs> the buns even, are out. I didn't have the stuff with me to Batu Bound when I when I was close to Disneyland. But the next time I go, we're, we're going all out. We are going all out. Like it there is will everything. be multiple photo shoots. Oh, for sure. Like with cameras and everything. Like forget it. It's yeah. happening. But okay, so the reason we mention all this is I got to thinking. You know, there there are these two immersive experiences that exist already but if we had our way what sort of immersive experiences would we be would we want to develop outside of outside of what there is because obviously nothing is perfect nothing made by humans is perfect but if we could like tailor our perfect star wars experience within the realm of reality i know like they've just created lightsabers for the halcyon like actual lightsabers but i'm not 
suggesting we invent science. I'm saying with what we've got. Candice, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, I actually have some things that I would like to add to Galaxy's Edge to make it more immersive. Mm-hmm. And um, have you been to Universal with the Harry Potter? I've been um, to I've been to like Harry Potter Land. Like, okay, yeah. not like a special event or anything. Oh no, okay. But if you get an interactive wand, you can interact with uh, the set or right, yeah, yeah, different yeah. things, special and, magic points. Yeah, and I think it would be really cool. Like if you had a lightsaber or maybe some kind of holocron or something, and you could pretend to use the force. And stuff happened. I feel like that would be really cool for both children and adults because I bought an interactive wand before I knew J.K. Rowling was really bad. Look, we all spent money on Harry Potter before we knew what this was. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, again, a great money-making opportunity, even though I know there is this huge competition between Disney and Universal. Like, it's like, it sounds personal between the people in charge <laughs> from like all the theme park YouTubers I like watched. <laughs> well, because they were trying to lure you over to their park instead of the competition. Yeah. But it so, sounds personal in a way. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, for sure. They're like be. talking crap about Hagrid's ride being down for nine hours <laughs> or nine hour line. I remember and, that. Yes. And it's like, well, in theory, like you shouldn't be waiting nine hours for a ride because like Rise of Resistance didn't have long lines because they did a virtual queue. Okay, that's another thing. But yeah, I I, yeah. I really think that would be a cool thing to do. Maybe like some could be Sith, you know, scary mm-hmm. stuff, you know. I think it'd be easy enough if they made it interact with the holocrons because one, they already sell them. And two, like I know if you get a Jedi and a Sith holocron, they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. So you could I think that tech wise would be pretty easy to to implement into yeah. Galaxy's Edge already. But speaking of Galaxy's Edge, I thought a fun thing that could be added as like a separate ticketed event, like certain nights, whatever, is to do like an immersive adults only night. Where they can do the Jedi Temple. First the of Jedi all training. Well, the Jedi training has to be secret because the first order are around. But okay. you could do like covert Jedi training in Savi's yard. And you could dress up. And I know they do this in Florida. They don't do it in California, but they could on adults only night is they can put alcohol in the blue and green milk. Um, Cause they don't, they don't do that in California as an option. As an it's option. not going to help. It's not going to help. I love the blue and green milk. Do you not like it? It leaves a weird taste in my mouth. I'll drink it because I want to be Luke Skywalker, but like, Oh, but it's so good. I think well, okay. you're remembering it wrong. Arzu. I'm not remembering. I have not met a single person who actually likes it. I love it. I love it. Maybe it's better in California. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's better in California. I have only gone to the Disney World Galaxy's Edge. But they could they could bring out like drink carts and make like certain premix things from Oga's. You could yeah, like the adults would be allowed to dress up. You could have your lightsabers out, like you wouldn't be worried about smacking a kid in the face. So I think that would be like because let's be real. The kids like it, but the adults are crazy. And, and the adults we, have money, too. The adults have money. The adults <laughs> can we stay We got a lot late. of money that we're willing to spend. They could even start the ticketed event, like, later at, like, 9 o'clock. They actually used to do oh, – gosh, I wish I, like, had free time when they did this. But they would have the parks open 24 hours for one day. So, like – do an all-night event, I will drink all the Red Bull and stay up. And, you know, I mean, hate yeah. my life tomorrow, but I'll still do it. Oh, God, yeah. 3 a.m. at Galaxy's Edge. And then you know, like, the weaker adults will go to bed. 
Exactly. And then I'm going on Rise of Resistance 20 times. Exactly. So I think, plus, you know, like, what is time in the galaxy far, far away? So having like this late night event, stars above, all that kind of stuff, I think that would be really nice. And Honestly, Galaxy's Edge is so much prettier at night. It really, it's gorgeous. With the Falcon all lit up. Like, I remember the first time we were... I think we went to Olga's and we came out and it had gone dark without us realizing it. And you just like look at it and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. I missed it. I missed it oh. very much. I have something else I would like to add to Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Okay. So there's a new restaurant in Epcot. I have not gone yet. I'm hoping to go sometime this year. It's called Space 2020. Yes. 220 220 because you're supposed to be 220 220 miles above the earth Mm -hmm. and the whole thing is you go from the ground and you take this elevator and the elevator is supposed to like shoot you up and it makes it look like you're in space Mm -hmm. so it's a rush it's a sit-down restaurant with like servers and people like who are part of the story like the restaurant is part of the story and i feel like as much as I love Docking by Seven, and yes, the garden balls, mwah, everything is great. The garden spread. I would love a sit-down restaurant that is Star Wars themed. And I feel like you could put a story in there too. And you could have people interacting and maybe like, uh, do you know like in Tomorrowland there's this like robot that like sings? Oh God, what is his name? Cosmic Ray. Yes, Cosmic Ray's. A Cosmic yeah. Ray's Tomorrowland in Disney World. He's just like this old animatronic that has like, you get a little bit of lore, his own lore. And then he's got like the, the backup band that you can't see. Yeah, they're invisible. But yeah, you could have one of those just going the entire time. Maybe Rex's brother is DJing. Okay, funny thing is in my notes, I put something very similar. Yeah, because I think like, I would pay like fifty to a hundred dollars per person for a decent like meal, like a whole experience. And you could you could even like expand the experience. You could make it like you go up and there's the restaurant, and then like after dinner you could like there could be a bar mm-hmm. and like sabak tables and kind of make it like a. I was thinking it was actually inspired by like the sanctuary in the Book of Boba Fett, like Garza Yes. Yeah whole vibe like if it's that so you have dinner and then you can leave if you want to and if not you can like circle in and you know yeah like um, games and have a drink and like just make it a whole thing space um 220 also has like a lounge area too so like there's so much you could do with that and yeah more drinks more food more money you could even have it like there you go up you're going up into like a um a ship that's above the two it doesn't, or it doesn't even have to be like in space. It could just be up a two restaurant that you know what both first order and resistance people love, like the sanctuary. It's even ground, you know. Yeah, you can just go have a nice meal. That'll be the, that. Could be the whole thing, or it's like that's where the conflict gets put aside. So you've got like people in resistance wearing, mm-hmm. you've got people in first order gear, and then that way, whatever you felt like wearing, yeah, we leave the conflict at the door. You could have, like, some eccentric Star Wars character be, like, the, the patron of the place. Like, they own it. Yeah. Like, Maz Kanata kind of vibe where, like, you check your weapons at the door and you can't fight inside. And mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Oh, I just want to go back to 
I know the droids interact with things. I haven't mm-hmm. done that yet. Me neither. Because we're talking about the force and everything like that. But I've seen them and it's just very much like all I've seen is like a few beeps. Yeah. I was supposed to find out. And then my trip was April 2020. So that didn't happen. Mm-mm. But <laughs> I was supposed to get a lightsaber my last trip. But I'm like, no, we'll save it for next time. That was beginning of February 2020. I need to not do that. I need to just do what There's I no, want to do. There's no next time anymore. We're just no. like this time or no time. Mm-hmm. So my last idea is also my most outrageous. And this comes from nine-year-old Arzu, eight-year-old Arzu's um, deepest held wish. And I don't know how this would be technically possible. But you know how a lot of amusement parks have like go-kart tracks? Yeah. Same thing, but pod racing. I think we talked about this on like rides we'd, we'd want. No, Star but Wars. that was like a pod racing ride. Oh, okay. Like but this I would be like- totally fine if it was like a ride system. But this, I want to be like, in a thing outside on a oh track. and controlling it i thought you said we weren't going to create science we it could it doesn't have to float it could be on wheels oh but it's like but it's still like the the not bumper car what did i call it go-kart, go-kart. like still like a go-kart vibe and you've got like the turbines like in front of you and mm-hmm. so it's like a really big go-kart i feel like that's so many lawsuits waiting to happen that is so many lawsuits waiting to happen but you could be over a certain age yeah, still so many lawsuits. It just reminds me of like the Tomorrowland Transit, which is literally on a track. Because, Ooh. yeah. What if when it, I was a kid, I was like, what is this? I thought I was going to drive. Well, I don't know how, quite how this works, but if it was like eight pods, let's say, and each on a rail. Yeah. And you don't drive it so much but your actions in it dictate the speed and like the shakiness sort of like how if you mess up on smuggler's run when you leave and go in the hallway of the falcon it's like falling apart and like chewbacca takes over basically yeah like your actions do affect Mm -hmm. the vehicle even though you can't actually crash and die like i don't know i think that would be this is because eight-year-old Arzu would sit in any and all circular ride vehicles and be like, I'm pod racing. And it's like, calm down. You're on the merry-go-round. I think I just, I really want a really nice Star Wars restaurant, which I know they're having also in the hotel thing. But, but that's like, just for hotel guests. I know. Exactly. Like, if they put something like even on Disney, in Disney Springs, like that thing would be booked out for like oh, for sure a year. Especially if it wasn't Disney Springs, then I, I know everything I'm saying is going back to dressing up. But if it wasn't Disney Springs, you would be able to come in sort of dressed up a little more. Can y'all tell that Arzu really wants to dress up? I really want to run around Disney in a costume. That has never happened for me. And I would like it to. <laughs> we got to go Halloween also. Halloween's fun. You get to dress up. All right. So any final ideas? Or just build us that Star Wars restaurant. Build a Star Wars restaurant. <laughs> All droid right. waiters. Sorry. I'm oh just dreaming. I'm just droid dreaming. Wait. That could go so wrong. I know. So wrong and so right in so many ways. I know a hotel in Japan tried to do like just like robots as like bellboys and it was just a disaster. Okay. On that note, <laughs> um, so you can find 
me on Twitter at Arzu Amin, and that's where you can get all your Space Waffles updates as well. You can find Candice on Twitter at Candice is a Geek. Collectively, we are on Twitter at Geeky underscore Waffle. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Geeky Waffle. And we are also at thegeekywaffle.com. That's where you can find all of our shows, all of our articles, recaps, reviews, all of that fun stuff. And we are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekywaffle. And that's where you can get access to things like our Discord server and Waffles After Dark, where we Which, have just posted a new episode. Yes. And yeah, make sure to check out thegeekywaffle.com for our zoo's recaps and reviews yes. of Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. She's got some insightful things to say. Got so many She thoughts. got things to say. And yeah, be sure to uh, follow our Twitter because that waffle is being a little bit inappropriate. <laughs> Yes. Especially about Book of Boba Fett. She definitely enable the waffle and follow it on Twitter. <laughs> yes. And encourage encourage the behavior of the sir assert pouring. What's waffle. his he has a name. The waffle he, has a name. The waffle, the the official waffle is Wardle, Wardorf. But Waldorf. Waldorf. Okay. Follow us on Twitter and enable Waldorf's behavior. Yes. It's a naughty, naughty waffle. <laughs> So thank you all so much for listening. Give us a Star Wars restaurant and may the waffles be with you. A Star Wars restaurant with space waffles. <laughs>